It's the questions. It's the questions, boy. It's the questions. It's the questions. Come on, the questions. It's the questions, boy. It's the questions. It's the questions. Yeah, the questions. It's the questions, y'all. It's the questions. It's the questions. Dig it. The questions. It's the questions, boy. It's the questions. Welcome to Underemployed, y'all. Episode number 61. You know, Jack, some people are saying we are the uh, Bevo Nordman of podcasts. And uh, my response to that would be, who the hell is Bevo Nordman? Bevo Nordman is a four-year NBA player, uh, one of only two players in NBA history to wear the number 61. Coincidentally, the other player, Dave Piontek, was also a Cincinnati Royal. And if, if you people don't appreciate the fact that we just dropped a history lesson for you in the first 10 seconds of this episode, uh, you don't appreciate us enough. I mean, that was great trivia. You can now entertain friends at a bar with that. Yes, yeah, a lot You of- show some respect to a one-year New York Nick and Boston Celtic. Yeah. Bevo Nordman, as David was explaining to me, uh, a four-year NBA vet. A lot of guys wish they could play four years. I wish I could play four years in the NBA. It'd be great. Right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we are... The uh, We Are the Underemployed Boys, a.k.a. Destiny's Daddies, a.k.a. the podcast storks dropping off an audio baby then dipping before we pay a channel send of child support, a.k.a. DJ Jazzy Jack and the Fat Prince of Much Hair, a.k.a. Sattler and Waldorf with Big Dick Energy, a.k.a. the White Beatles, a.k.a. the Inconsistent Boys, a.k.a. Pusha J and Pure Malice, a.k.a. the Caucasian Keenan and Kel, a.k.a. the Fully Employed Boys, a.k.a. the 2007 Punt Pass and Kick Competition third place finisher and the Uncrowned Dancing Queen, a.k.a. the Quarantine Boys, a.k.a. Two Dope Boys and a Catacast, a.k.a. the Foodie Mob, a.k.a. David Hitman Hard and Jack the Anvil Selby, a.k.a. the Michael Jordan's Baseball Career of Podcasts, a.k.a. Humpty Hard and the Real Slim Selby, a.k.a. Milk Sonic. Salute to us. Salute to the, uh, one to pay tribute to the Bodega Boys, the podcast that we both love hold near dear to our heart officially coming to an end we just uh those aka's that we did in the past were inspired by them so we salute the boys for their hard work and thank them for their uh countless hours of entertainment i also uh, appreciate the fact that we had that many aka's over the years uh david if you are a new listener to this show uh explain to the folk uh what our q a episodes are all about uh, it's a grab bag we put out a signal flare to the dependents to see what's on their mind, yeah. and uh, if they if they have queries that need answering, if they have quips, quandaries, dilemmas. I couldn't think of another keyword. It was still well done. Don't worry, you you got enough keywords in there. But I did my best. We we have a bunch of cues from you people. You people asked, and we are set to answer. Uh, you so, people. You yeah. You people. Sometimes I hold you people in contempt, but most of the time I appreciate again that this is a uh, this is crowdsourcing and it works for us. So, yeah, no shame. Uh, David, are you ready to get started? Yes, absolutely. All right. First question. We're coming in hot. It's uh, Katie from Charlottesville asked, "Did Kermit the Frog ca- cause 9/11?" Now, David, you are open to conspiracy theories. I want to hear your uh, response to this question. You know. No, we have a pretty clear chain with, with 9-11 and much as Kermit has done and his, uh, his crimes are legion. That is not one that we can, we can blame on I, Kermit. I agree, but it is a good question and one that many have pondered. So I'm glad we were able to finally clear it up. Um, he is not without his sins. Yeah. Let me, let me make that clear. Yeah. But that is not one of his transgressions. Um, I guess these are more specifically to me, though, David, you're welcome to chime in. Kelly from Ohio, um, why do you hate chocolate and peanut butter? Okay, that's already a loaded question. Um, I don't hate chocolate and peanut butter specifically. I hate chocolate. 
therefore I would hate chocolate and peanut butter. But, you know, peanut butter is a great is great. It goes well with a lot of different things. Peanut butter and jelly, peanut, peanut butter, butter and banana. Time. David, uh, what are some other things peanut butter go well with? Peanut butter, jelly and banana. You know what's funny? I've never had the I've never had all three together. Maybe I should try that sometime. Um, I so I will do I will often do a peanut butter apple and honey sandwich. Ooh, peanut butter and honey is a great combo. Yeah, good call on that. Yeah, love with an apple for for frisbee tournaments. I'll I will usually eat the sandwich over the course of the day because it's a chunky peanut butter. I use very I use good thick slices of apple, some like hearty bread. So like it's a lot of carbs, it's a lot of protein, and it's just like good to go for. You know, two mouthfuls, and I'm good to go for the rest for a couple hours. Agreed. Salute to peanut butter. You are you are a great chaser, as it were, for a lot of foods. Um, so is pickle juice. Pickle uh, Well, you know what? I instinctively don't like pickle stuff, really, because I don't like pickles. But uh, some like pickle flavored chips, I can I can dig. I, I've never had stuff with pickle juice as a chaser equivalent. But uh, I have pickle juice. I have a little pickle juice shop that I buy for tournaments. Mm. Maybe I should try one. Uh, probably shouldn't. It's let me tell you, it uh, it it has brought me back from uh, some nights. I have heard. I actually, you're right. I've I've heard that it's a good uh, a good hangover cure, as it were. Or, yes. Uh, yes. Um, do elderly patrons a lot of, of the, elect, lot of electrolytes? Do elderly patrons of the YMCA ever hit on you when you're working out? Yeah, grandma's not a bad piece of ass. Okay, so again, when I was in Parkersburg, I uh, worked out at the YMCA. Uh, no, no one's ever hit on me at the gym. Because I assume if you're at the gym, there are, you know, and I like how I look, but there are definitely people more attractive than I am at the gym. So there's no, you know, you get no use out of hitting on me. I was never hit on at the YMCA of Parkersburg. And I, I've also, if I'm at the gym, I do the same thing. I just let people work out and leave them alone. But you, David? You ever been hit, hit on while working out? Uh, no. Okay. Well. Well, Bethany has flirted with me from the sidelines while I've been playing. So <laughs> I guess that counts. I guess that counts. That kind of counts. That kind of counts. We'll count it for the sake of it. Uh, PJ, beloved friend, uh, flawless human being, PJ Anderson, asked us some questions. Um, discuss the incident where Sidney Ponson punched a judge. Now, we discussed this incident when PJ was on the show. David, if you recall, I believe Sidney Ponson, and I'm going to Google just for more info, but Sidney Ponson was on vacation in Aruba and uh, decided to punch an off-duty judge just because uh, apparently he was upset with him. Sidney Ponson, if you don't remember, was a really, really fat pitcher for the early 2000s Orioles. Very overpaid. 6'1", 260. Yeah, yeah, he's a... He's a heft... He was a hefty boy. Brushes with the law. <laughs> and I'm looking at his Wikipedia. Page. Yeah, we were both uh, looking at it right now. December, December 2004. Arrested in this is the first time I'm hearing about this, this Sidney Ponson gentleman. Was, arrest, was arrested in Aruba and charged with assaulting an Aruban judge following an incident about a complaint of Ponson's handling of his powerboat. He spent 11 days in jail. Charges were later dropped, at least. And by the way, happened on Christmas. So Sidney Ponson in Aruba had nothing better to do than punch an off-duty cop on Christmas. Or, a, not a cop, a, a judge. I mean, that's... I don't know, man. <laughs> that's pretty rough. By the way, a month later, charged with a DUI in Florida. So Sidney Ponson had an interesting few months. Um, but yes... He was uh, he was the personification of those bad Orioles teams post Cal Ripken. Um, within I, within within six months, uh, eight months actually, August twenty fifth, two thousand five, was arrested for driving under the influence and driving while impaired on ninety five near downtown Baltimore. 
So Sidney Ponson had some rough phases in life, and we can only hope that maybe Sidney Ponson has gotten through them, but uh, you never know. Uh, PJ also asked, speaking of Orioles, you're stuck on a, desert, on a deserted island. Bobby Bonilla or Albert Bell? All right, David, who would you rather be stuck on an island with? Bobby Bonilla, because I know I know that Bobby Bonilla knows how to keep time because he would know the day, the <laughs> moment that that check hits. So similar, my answer was... Happy Bobby Bonilla Day. You know, we, we missed Bobby Bonilla Day, but I hope for, for all of those who celebrate, I hope you had a joyous one. It's it's on July first every year where if you don't so Bobby Bonilla was a, a good player in more in the early mid nineties. Um made a couple of all-star teams. He was good. Um, Jack, you're 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 throwing out too much detail. Bobby Bonilla was an MLB player who played the New York Mets when Bernie Madoff was their chief financier. So they didn't want to pay Bobby Bonilla anymore. So Bobby Bonilla and his agent negotiated a buyout of his contract for about I th- I want like forty four million ish. Thereabouts, somewhere around there. And what it did was, starting somewhere in the 2000s, maybe the very early 2010s, Bobby Bonilla would start getting paid a million dollars a year every year on July 1st to not play. It was paid. It was paid in installments with interest. The offer was to either buy him out directly or to take. I don't remember what specifically the sort of payment is called, but to take that um, and. Bonilla and his agent wisely selected to defer the money because it gathered interest. So, so now the Mets are going to pay what something like two and a half or three times more in interest than what the yep. contract is worth had they just bought him out. And by the way, for, again, Bobby Bonilla was a good player. He was not, you know, it's not a life changing player. So it's all a funny thing every year. Bobby Bonilla. He makes what million and a half million, million a little, yeah, somewhere between a million and a, and a million and a half. Which again, if you're Bobby Bonilla and haven't played baseball in 20 years, not a bad deal. Uh, I salute you, Bobby. Bo. It's, uh, that's that's a million and a half that comes in guaranteed. So, and that's similarly, that's why I also picked Bobby Bonilla because they're going to find a way to get in that contract one way or the other, and whoever sends in that contract would have a form or a way for us to get off the island. I would think. Yep. So, well, uh, you got to think that that money goes to. Just a direct deposit at this point. Ooh. Well, hopefully Bobby still gets the paper mail option just so we can make it easier on ourselves to get off the island. You know, that's true. But if God bless the USPS. And if, you, uh, if you're, again, quick summary of Albert Bell. Albert Bell, another really good player in the 90s. Um, one of the biggest head cases in baseball history. He, uh, the story that comes to mind is a bunch of kids were, um, one time they uh, threw some eggs at his house because he wouldn't give them candy to trick or treat. And Albert Bell's response, which is shitty, but Albert Bell's response was to get in his uh, Land Rover, I believe, and try to run the kids over. I will fuck you up! Which is, you know, funny. It's a funny story, but also uh, Albert Bell had a lot of run-ins with people because he was a head case. So you're asking who had one on the deserted island? Bobby Bonilla, for a lot of reasons. But the money. Yeah, Bobby Bonilla is not going to try and kill me. Exactly. Another question from PJ. David, this is for you specifically. Which Sedin brother is your favorite? (laughs) Oh, goodness. Explain this. Explain who the Sedin brothers are. The Sedin twins, uh, Daniel and Alfred, played for the Vancouver Canucks. Long-time players. I think they played for like 15 years there. Mm-hmm. Uh, identical twins were through a master stroke of, of chicanery. Uh, the GM was able to draft them because they were the two top. They were two of like the top three prospects coming into the NHL that year. 
uh, you know, and they had stated they wanted to play together, but it was not really thought that that would ever be able to happen until free agency for at least one of them. They were picked. I think they were picked back to back too in the same draft. Henrik and Daniel, my mistake. We're back. Sorry for the disrespect. You know what? It's all right. So here we go. Favorite Sedin brother, the older one. Yeah, favorite Dean brother, the older one. Uh, all right, another question from PJ. Favorite ex-Wizards point guard, Rod Strickland, Muggsy Bogues, or Steve Blake? Muggsy Bogues, easy question. Yeah, he's in Space Jam. Very easy. Uh, only thing I could have given Rod Strickland credit for, Rod Strickland once threw up on the court because he ate too many hot dogs before the game. So that Rod was an honorable mention in that question. Uh, Muggsy, you know, though, that's, uh, that's certainly an honorable Tretz from New Jersey. You down with OPP? Uh, I mean, you indeed know me. Brian from uh, Arlington. Discuss your favorite human with missing or extra extremity. Okay, that was one I meant to ask. Oh, yeah. um, Ooh, so funny favorite st- human with a missing or extra extremity. So funny story. Brian was born with an extra finger and an extra toe, I believe. Um, oh, okay. Certainly one of them. Uh, I do love Brian. Um, there's a famous Hall of Fame pitcher named Mordecai Three Finger Brown. You can guess what his uh, extremities he were missing were. Um, and, uh, Toes. Yeah, surprisingly so. And um, he was so I would say Mordecai Brown or uh, or Brian Lubno would be my two. Um, I think David Linda Cohn. Uh, there's a rumor she has extra toes. Uh, for the current uh, Sports Center anchor. I believe. And, uh, and ESPN Hockey Point. That's right. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else that you and I would know who has either a missing or an extra extremity. Oh, goodness. I forget what his name is, but the guy who's the, the drummer in Rick Allen. Rick Allen? Rick Allen, drummer from drummer who has played for the band Def Leppard since 1978 with yeah. one arm for a lot of that time. Oh, pour some sugar on him. All right. Uh, Brian also asked the best. That was White. That was White Snake. Uh, was close not enough. Def Leppard. By the way, it was Def Leppard, and I would like to publicly shame David for being so loudly wrong and insistently wrong about a fact that I was correct about. Anyway, Brian also asked, uh, "What are the best and worst Bergs in Virginia?" That's a good question because there are a lot of them: Fredericksburg, Lynchburg, Petersburg. Uh, in Virginia or Northern Virginia was there a qualifier there? Uh, just Virginia. Lynchburg. Okay. Lynchburg's your uh, the best or worst? Worst. Lynchburg okay. is absolutely the worst. Okay. I'll say the best is Petersburg only because my job currently serves the Petersburg area as one of our markets. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, they're great people and I hope they tune in every morning. Um, I was going to say, I, I also have a soft spot for uh, Fredericksburg, you know, uh, you know, obviously. Um, I'm going to steal a question from Ludacris's AMA that he did years ago. So David, uh, here we go. Who would win in a fight? Ludacris from the rollout video because his head is so big, or Ludacris from the get back video because his arms are so big. Uh, get back. Think he, why? You think just pack a big roll, if roll out with his head being so big makes it an easier target. Good, good qualifier. I agree. I'm inclined to agree with that. All right. Um, Nick from Richmond. If David shits in the woods and no one is around to see it, does he know which butthole the duty comes from? <laughs> yes, unfortunately, Nick, I do. Oh, Nick, you. <laughs> oh, Nick, Nick is a human troll. And I mean that in both the best and worst way. Um, platonic friend Julie wants to know, what's your favorite summer meal? That's a good question. Uh, a meal where most, if, at most, if not everything is grilled in some manner or form. Mm-hmm. 
so like potato salad with grilled potatoes and hot dogs and burgers and you know chicken or steak uh you know grilled corn uh a grilled dessert particularly like a, a pound cake with peaches mm-hmm. or orange or like you know a, 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 a burnt orange sauce like oh delightful love it agree with all that uh, David's right. Anything you can kind of grill, anything you can get some like real, and any, also anything with some cold on the side, like watermelon, fruit, anything with a mix of hot and cold, I think. For grilled sure. watermelon is delightful. I have not had grilled watermelon yet, but I do want to try it at some point. Um, that would be a good thing for me to try. Um, yeah. All right, Yamil. Uh, fan Yamil, who, again, too smart to listen to this podcast, but gave us some good question. Is Ja Rule a poor man's DMX? I'm inclined to say yes. Yes. Um, DMX did everything Ja Rule could do better. He's a better rapper, made better hits. Uh, I don't know. Sounds less sounds less like a Muppet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, DMX sounds unique. Kenny's is harmless. But he doesn't sound like, uh, you know, like a weird Kermit. Uh, ooh, this is a good question we have to put some thought into. If you could create a rap supergroup comprised of artists from other groups like Wu-Tang or Tribe Called Quest, who would you pick? This is a tough question. Um, because also it's like I'm trying to think. Hell has no fury. Era Pusha. Yeah. Yeah. LP. And that's where it, like some of the questions uh, I'm trying to. I was trying to think of this earlier. It's Killer like, Mike. Killer Mike and Big Boy for the Purple Ribbon All Stars. That's why it, it's like do we do it's like do we consider rappers who are primarily known for their own thing or who are primarily known for supergroup? Because most rappers have been in a group at some point. Um, and then, and then, Pharrell, Kanye, Lupe, <laughs> from the Travis but never delivered Child Rebel. <laughs> Child Rebel Soldier never happened. So you wanted a combination? You want? No, they made a track together. Yeah, they made a track together. They also made. I don't. I, I think they made a track and then also made the track you and I are probably thinking of the all-time great, uh, the remix to Everyone Knows, which bangs to mm-hmm. this day. What a great track that is. Yes, Everybody Knows, which also had Pusher on it. Yeah, boy, that's a. Go listen to that song. Uh, just that's my highest recommendation. Go listen to that song. It's an amazing song. Now she got high hopes, just to say hi to us. She want the high life. She like them higher ups. She know we high rolling. She know it's high stakes. That's why she high speeding out on that highway. Yeah, I was thinking like Manny Fresh was sort of in, you know, like the Cash Money crew consider themselves a group. So I, I, I consider Manny Fresh as a producer. Uh, Meth. And Inspector Deck from Wu-Tang would be in there. Um, and then I'm trying to, again, think of rappers primarily known as being in a group rather than solo. Um, Black Thought? Yeah, Black Thought would be a great addition. I mean, because I know he's technically done solo stuff, but you mostly know him from The Roots. And then... Um, State Property? If we count Big Boy and Dre from Outkast, then then sort of. Um, the entirety of the Teriyaki Boys? <laughs> Their one lone hit, no, better known colloquially as that song from Tokyo Drift. I mean, as many hits as the Purple Ribbon All-Stars. That's true, Purple Ribbon All-Stars had one hit and it was a good hit, but uh, yeah. That's another hit. Go listen to Kryptonite by uh, Purple Ribbon All-Stars. And then also go listen to the Teriyaki Boys song. Very different songs, but they're both great. Um, another question from Emil. Is the embrace of Drill a short-term phase or do you expect it to become a dominant sound in the coming years? So. I don't listen to that much drill. Um, I think probably because it came around while I was too old to really appreciate it. It's uh, it's drill is already the dominant sound. It's not even so much will it; it is. 
I mean, Chief like, Keef was... Drill is, drill, is the, drill is the dominant sound in the... Because Drill and Trap, I think, are, are of the same vein. Yes. They're not the same thing, but they're of the same school. Mm-hmm. And Trap Rap is the dominant force on the radio. So Drill is the dominant force off the main airwaves. I'm, yeah, and I mean, I know Chief Keef was sort of a pioneer of it, like nine years ago. Um, yeah, it's it's funny to think of Chief Keef having like a lasting influence in hip hop, uh, just because again, Love Sosa was such a meme song when it came out, but it was also, also don't like, don't like, same thing. Yeah, um, that's another great song. Listen to the remix of Don't Like with uh, Pusha and Jada Kiss and Kanye and. Some, there's someone else on the track besides Keith, but uh, yeah, no, it's a great track. All right, last question from Emil: Best artist producer duo any genre. All right, um, best artist producer duo any genre. I mean, the recency bias would say, obviously, run the jewels with yeah. Mike and Al. I was um, I was going to say one that you'll appreciate that you alluded to earlier was um, Pharrell and Clips. Yeah, that's a great all time. Like the fact that I mean, it's a tr- it's a it's a trio, but yes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, you know, but their history together is fantastic. So mm-hmm. some some real legendary shit. Kanye and Jay Z, you could put Kanye on the, and Jay Z. Jay Z put help put Kanye on the map for sure. Uh, the locks. Um. It- I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a producer who worked at the Locks primarily. Like, was it Premier? No, Premier was mostly uh, Premier. Maybe gave him a track, but no, Premier worked with like. I'm trying to think of artists he worked with a lot. J. Ru the Damager, um, uh, Primo and Nas worked great for a long time. Um, I got two. I got Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg, and Dr. Dre and Eminem. He helped. They all three of them sort of. Dre and Dr. Dre and 50. Dr. Dre and 50. Had it. I mean, he made it in the club. You, you, it's still the most ubiquitous birthday song of the last 20, 25 years. There's a lot At least of, the one that you can play with the kids around. Yes. You're a nerd if you don't play in the club for your kid's birthday. Um, but yeah, so that's there's a bunch of good options for that. I, I would, I'm leaning towards Dre just because, in a way, he helped create two of the biggest rap stars ever. Ever, like by any measure, um, and then also, you just you saw it in the halftime show that all those artists, except for Mary J. Blige, were direct descendants of the Dr. Dre tree. Like that's kind of a huge. So I, I, I'll go with Dre and Snoop slash Dre with them for different forms of rap, but similar. And do you have one in particular, Dave, that you'll go with? Pharrell and Clips. That's a great out. Yeah, um, I like. I like Lord Willen much more than Hell Hath No Fury, but their first their three albums together are terrific. So that's my recommendation to go listen to them. Um, uh, my friend uh, Katya from Cali, I don't know if she asked this for the show, but I did want to put it in, where she was kind of asking, uh, moving to a new city, how easy it is to make friends. And I was sort of thinking about that because David, now we're we're thirty plus. Um, yeah. How in the last few years, like, how do you? Or do you find it easy to make new friends, or is it, how do you even do that? Um, I find that I make fewer friends and more acquaintances, which is fine. Yeah. Like, some of these folks I'll certainly, like, reach out to about inviting for cookouts and whatnot, and there's some where it's like, if I see, especially with Frisbee, because it's such, it's, 
you play league with a lot of the same people, uh, especially now that I'll be doing a lot more league, I think, in Richmond. Um, it's a smaller community than it is in D.C., so you see a lot of the same people all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, not a bad thing. Agreed. Uh, just, a, just a fact of life. Um, so I don't know if I'm the best person to ask about this because I've always just sort of got a built-in social network there with Frisbee and, you know, yeah. I can go out, I can play, I can hang out with people that I want to see. I don't have to for the people I don't. And then I can sort of go home and hang out. No, but I mean, and, and it, it helps and it makes sense. Like I'm the same way where now I make a lot of acquaintances and I'm totally okay with that. Like I have a lot of great friends in my life. Um, yeah. And I'm lucky in that sense, but, uh, you know. Yeah, it's it's not that I don't desire to make friends. It's that I also understand that at this point in my life, a lot things are going to change. Things fluctuate. And, like, there is some transience to life at this point. Yeah. And it also depends. Like, I know you made a lot of friends that you met through Bethany. And then you met, yep. you know. And then you, you know, you made a couple friends that you knew through me. And I, the same with you. It, it, it always just, yep. it's always just, like you said, it's a, it's a flowing fluctuating situation it always just depends uh by the way because my my friend katya wrote that last question wanted to shout her out she just wrote a new book joy in plain sight you can get it on amazon i read it i'm in the acknowledgement section so thank you for that we might have her on the show someday you never know just wanted to give her a shout out um david do you you have a bunch of questions uh, before yes. I, before i go into the ones i have left um you have a bunch of questions from your frisbee folk i know uh why don't we uh, i also have one from uh executive producer bethany alley that's that's great uh well-deserved title and uh all that so yeah all right let's 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 hear him uh so from bethany question is if you were a bender what nation would you be and why um i feel like we've asked this on a q a before but i will i will answer again what we i think what we came to the last time we did a q a was that i would be an earthbender Yes. Because um, just muscles abound. Uh, the boulder. The boulder is my – is I, I feel like the show made a mistake not focusing more on the boulder. Um, and Avatar made very few mistakes, but that was a big one. Um, so I would say Earthbender. And David, I, forg- I think we came to you being an Earthbender, but I want to hear what you think about yourself. Airbender. Yeah. Okay. Um, just I would wanna, be an airbender. Because you want to fly? Not no god the flying part is to to get to the flight point you have to be totally disattached from the world and I'm not that but <laughs> no the 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 whimsy the I mean the traveling would be would be sweet having a bison pretty pretty freaking cool even though you know a 10 ton flying thing I think that would be cool um I mean you already do have one in Luna I you know I do Sorry. I do have a 10 ton she doesn't fly but she has 10 tons <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Bethany will love that when she hears it. Yeah, she knows. She knows when it's bad. Um, all right, first few questions. Uh, so this one uh, comes to us from a one uh, Charlie Lowe. Uh, why is Reggie Miller the most clutch player of all time, and who compares most to him? Great question. Reggie Miller was clutch because he did not care about the stage he was on or the opponent he was facing. He would take a shot. He would hit the shot and remind you. He, he did it in Madison Square Garden. He did it against Jordan's Bulls. He did it against the Lakers with Kobe and Shaq. He just has a, a an abundance of clutch shots. Um, no Bart, one is safe because nothing is sacred. Exactly. Exactly. That's the perfect way to describe Reggie Miller. Um, who compares most to Reggie Miller? Um, in terms of clutchness. Uh, Jordan, obviously. Um, Kobe had a similar mindset of he wasn't afraid to take any any big shots. 
didn't always hit him, but he would take him. Other players that are like Reggie Miller in terms of clutchness. Um, Ray Allen, similar playing skills, but also was not afraid to take big shots and hit big shots. Um, so I would say, yeah, Michael Jordan, Ray Allen, Kobe Bryant are kind of the ones that come to my mind. But I'm also a washed old head. Um, uh, LeBron James. Actually, yeah. Is like top of the list all time for game winners. Yeah, LeBron early in his career had a rep of not taking or making those shots, which was a stupid reputation. And then he's also, he has a bunch of playoff game winners. A bunch. And... Um, yeah, he's a very you got you have a bunch of you have a bunch of playoff winners when you are in the playoffs yeah. a bunch. And hit big shots. So yeah, LeBron, you're right. LeBron also on that list. Uh well deserved spot on that list. All right. Uh so from Cullen. Should Chance the Rapper get divorced? <laughs> with with a Gabe uh, follow-up from Gabe, should Chance do drugs again? Okay. He shouldn't do drugs again. Uh, I will never, ever say that anyone who gets sober or clean should ever go back to that, regardless of what people make of their music. It's like the Eminem argument. I always tell people who want M back on drugs, I say, you're going to get the M who made the bad, like, big weenie songs on Encore if he does drugs again. You're not going to get the the years before that. As far as Chance goes, um, yeah, I know people really didn't like his last album. I actually thought it was okay, but I also haven't listened to it since it came out, so maybe that's a bigger sign. Um, no, Chance should stay married because he does love his wife, as the meme goes. Ooh, I love my wife. I love my wife. <laughs> but uh, he should refocus his energy into his raps. How about that? I don't want to ever say anyone should get divorced. What about you, David? Or get back on drugs. Yeah, I, 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 feel, I feel weird saying that about anybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Get but, rid, get rid of your true life love and also go back to unhealthy habits is not something I'm going to say necessarily. Yeah, uh, he can make good music. I mean, he he made a coloring book before that, which was a good yeah. album, and uh, and then whatever the 2016 album he made that was really really good, and he was in a good relationship, and I think was clean. Big more. Clean. I think it was Big Day. Big Day was the the one that people disliked. There's one okay. between Big Day and Coloring. No, Coloring Book was the 2016 one, and Acid Rap was the first one. Okay, but um, no, it was Ten Day then Acid Rap. Uh, okay, then Coloring Book, then Big Day. Okay, but yeah, uh, I liked Coloring Book a lot, and that was an album where I think he was fairly clean, and he was with his soon-to-be wife. So yeah, you know, just he can make good music again. There's no, there's you know, I'm not worried about Chance doing that. Uh, all right, uh, next, yeah, go ahead. Weird Al Yankovic is the goat white rapper because uh, Weird Al Yankovic is the goat white rapper because he can adjust to any style and switch any beat to his liking, and very few rappers of any race or creed can do that. And Weird Al found a way to do it effortlessly. So Weird Al is the goat white rapper, and I think it's it's pretty universally agreed upon in the hip hop community by us old heads. So absolutely. Uh, another one from Gabe. Best or favorite slash unique regional food we've had when traveling? So I am not a huge lobster guy. However, I do like when you go to New England, especially Maine, trying stuff, unique stuff with lobster. Um, I can't think of any off the top of my head because I'm not great with remembering specific foods. But I do like that you have that option in Maine. And I've it's one of the only places I really try lobster for that reason. Um, so yeah, what about you, Dave? There is something about 
what we know is soul food being made in the south mm-hmm. to this day one of my favorite meals i've ever had was at a a random soul food spot off uh the main highway in myrtle beach mm-hmm. it was like it was a preposterously cheap meal the proportions were outrageous and the quality of the food was incredible uh so that was great um dutch food not particularly fond of but i love the dutch like street food culture and like walking around just sort of there's lots of things that you can get in a to-go container and sort of eat as you walk mm-hmm. so I, I i really liked that um english food's not not very good uh icelandic food not great for walking around except for the hot dogs Icelandic hot dogs. So, Interesting. Yeah, they're 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 a blend of pork and lamb. Oh, that does sound good. And then the the toppings, it's like fried onions, like the fried like a fried onion remoulade, um, mayo and uh, a, a brown sauce. That kind of an unappetizing color, but tastes incredible. So probably the hot dogs in Iceland. Okay, that's a that's an interesting choice then, uh, but a good one. Favorite literary device? Um, in media res, because it's one of the few I remember, where you just start in the middle of something uh, without context. Uh, I'll say that. What about you? Your metaphors. <laughs> metaphors. Yeah. I like similes. See what, I, see what I did there? That was, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Any more questions? Uh, that we can ask on air. <laughs> best vegetable? Uh, wow, that's... Like the opposite, when I it's it's like asking me what my favorite child is, but my, all my children grow up to be murderers. Um, I like peas, carrots, celery. Um, do I eat them that often? No, I should. Uh, they're healthy. I just don't like vegetables that much. Um, uh, yeah, this is potatoes. Quite, are, oh, potatoes are technically a vegetable. Uh, there might be a tuber. Yeah, they're they're. I mean, like, I guess they're they could technically be a veggie, but. Um, I don't really think of them as a vegetable. Archie tuber. Okay, yeah. It is a root vegetable. There we go. Uh, the the different potato uses. Fries, uh, sweet potatoes, really mashed potatoes. Anything that... Uh, it, so, potato related. There you go. I, I skimmed your que- I skimmed your friend's question. You didn't have potatoes. to answer an actual veggie. Uh, from Peanut. Hey. Uh, worst meal we've both had and why? And I think that means worst meal we've had together. I'm trying to think if, yeah, because we, you and I have gone out to eat a million times. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think if there's anywhere that's been, like, outstandingly bad. Because for a long time, it was me dragging you to places. And, it was all, and I was only able to convince you to go to those places because it was a place that I had been. And it was like, and the food is good. You'll be fine. Yeah. Just trust me. Even generally when I go out, I I am not – I like most food I go out to eat. Like I am not – there's no like, oh, they put too much salt in this. No, I just I, – I, I wish I could give Peanut a better answer um, because I, – I can tell you off the rip the worst meal I've had go for that it. I can ever remember. Go for it. Was breakfast at a place in Fredericksburg called the Battlefield Cafe. Mm. Uh, it's across the street from the, the the graveyard for the battlefield, uh, and let me tell you that was the worst omelet I've ever had. 
It was a veggie omelet, and what I got was uh, a paper sh- paper thin sheet of egg wrapped around uh, half uh, wrapped around what was what accumulated to half a tomato that had just been quartered, and uh, a quarter of an onion and two slices of Velveeta. The vegetables had not been chopped. They had not been sautéed. They were essentially raw. Mm. ODB veggies. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Baby, I like it yeah. Yeah. That was the worst meal I've ever had. Yeah. I, so it, it was It was so bad. We, we all sort of looked at each other midway through, and I was like, I don't want to finish this. We stopped. We closed our tab, and we left and went somewhere else. I mean, yeah, that... I, if we went, we went to IHOP. It was so bad. <laughs> Did you get a good meal at IHOP? At least we had a meal. There you go. That's I won't ever call a meal at IHOP good. But we had a meal. <laughs> it was serviceable for what you needed at the time. Yes. You know, I, I got to be honest. Like IHOP is just one of those places that I don't know. Like I would much rather. I I realize I'd say this is somebody who's like oh, I'd rather go to Waffle House, but like at least Waffle House has some soul to it. That's true. Yeah. Some character. There's there's some. There's something about watching watching that person cook your food, knowing full well that at a moment's notice they could probably deck half the people in the restaurant. <laughs> Which is kind of what you want in a in a food. You 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 want to be able to feel like, all right, if something goes off here, I'm safe. I mean, uh, worst case scenario, you can use a pecan waffle as a weapon. Yeah. By the way, I did think of the worst meal I've ever had. I went to uh, this place in Chicago called the Wiener Circle, and I was just yelled at uh, nonstop for things that were out of my control, and I thought that these people were rude. Uh, so that's my answer to that question. Uh, the hot dog was fine, but the service was, you know, D-plus at best. So that's my answer to that question. Nothing gets past you, especially carbohydrates. Michael from work. How do you keep up with technology in your senior years? Now, this is a dig at the fact that I'm allegedly old now. Um, having just turned a certain age, um, seems like Jack a, and Steph Curry share a jersey number. Okay, that's okay. Again, sure, whatever. Um, we don't need to get into the specifics. Uh, you know what? I keep up with technology. Jack and Ray Allen share a jersey number. Okay, again, I what? Here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say that despite the mocking of my age by my younger coworkers, I uh, am young at heart. Jack and Marty Brodeur share a jersey number. Uh, again, not necessary to point out potentially how old I am. What is important is that I'm young at heart. I keep up with all the new technological advances. I'm always down. Um, and I stay young because that's how I'm going to live to be 106, as I've said many times in the show. I'm going to stay young at heart. And Jack and Terrell Davis share a jersey number. Okay. Uh, we're going to move on from this question and go to a different question that's less about my age. Um, Jack and Er. Earl Barron, share a jersey number. Again, moving to a new question. Uh, Callista from work, why do you think women can't stack a show? Now, again, inside baseball and a very accusatory question. Um, I think women can do anything they want to do, including producing a morning newscast and stacking the show with stories, um, despite the accusations inferred by this particular question. Uh, David knows me very well. He knows that I I respect the women and, uh, you know, in fact, I would argue that I'm uh, I very no one respects women more than I do. Ever. Yeah. He's got a binder full of them. Yeah, that yep. Well, that's a reference I haven't heard in a long time. Uh, she, Jack and Ben Wallace share a jersey number. 
Okay, Callista from work also asks, give an in-depth description of how you make breakfast in the morning. Now, David, this is more up your alley, uh, but I want to hear how, what, how you... Yeah. Um, I will confess, lately, Bethany's been making breakfast a lot because she is at home uh, in the sort of rare time she has off between when the school year and summer school end and when the school year starts up again. Mm-hmm. So it's been a lot of breakfast scrambles with toast, which has been lovely. Mm-hmm. And when it's just me, it's often like a peanut butter and jelly, sometimes on waffles, sometimes on bread or avocado toast uh, and a cup of cold brew as I'm hitting the road. Yeah, mine's similarly simple, um, which I guess doesn't surprise because, again, I don't, I don't cook a lot. But like, you know, some hard boiled eggs. Um, cause a lot of times I'll just feel like eating the egg whites. Uh, a lot of times it's, it's fine. Some shredded wheat cause they have, it has good fiber. Uh, if I can, Giant has a protein plus, uh, cereal that I can get in false church. Um, cause I want some protein. Uh, again, protein Greek yogurt, which I really like either strawberry or vanilla or banana if they have the flavor, some fruit, if there's like grapes available, um, you know, again, it's uh, some almonds. That's boring. You're boring, everybody. Quit boring, everyone. It's it's a boring breakfast, but it's one that kind of fills me up a lot and gets me going for the day. So, not the most exciting breakfast, but uh, you know, we we eat what we like. As as far as and I, I hadn't had pancakes in years until Bethany made them recently. I was always more of a waffle guy, but then I mean, there, definitely. It's, it, but it's the same batter. Yeah. So you know. It, it's, yeah. Um, it's it's like saying. Uh, pancakes pancakes versus waffles is like saying you, whether you like pan pizza or deep dish or ketchup and catsup as the uh, yeah, yeah like they're, they're the it's the same same principle thing it's just a little bit yeah. different prepared a different way yeah I haven't had waffles in a while but I would love to have some waffles um, so here's what I would here's what I would love mm. mac and cheese waffle oh, I've never I've never heard of such a thing but I love it's glorious where do you get that. I got one at Sunken Well once. Okay. Uh, if we ever go there, I'm going to go get You've one. been there. Okay, then I should have gotten mac and cheese waffles. Uh, it was not on the menu. That's like a brunch menu. You okay. had the That was the time you had the wings and the chicken dinner. I did? Yes. Oh, that sounds delicious, too. Um, lemon pepper wings, and then you got a fried chicken dinner. Oh, that's... Okay. Yeah, that's... Boy. Wow. I think, I, I think New Me would have gotten something at least somewhat different. Um, but yeah, next time we're there... Hold me to, uh, and, and it's brunch. Hold me to mac and cheese waffles. If the, if, if the mac and cheese waffle is available, don't worry. We'll both be ordering it. Yeah, exactly. All right. Jessica from Baltimore. Again, potential future guest. Uh, huge fan of the show. If you could live in any city, where and why? Uh, for what length of time? Let's say at least four years. Like it's a good long, okay. it's, a, it's a lengthy stay. So if it's like a lengthy stay and my housing is covered and yada, 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 I'd want to move somewhere where I don't speak the language so I could like learn a foreign language a little bit. Hmm. So I think maybe a city, maybe a city like Hong Kong, maybe a city like Paris, um, Singapore. Yeah, I think, I think someplace like that, this is going to be totally different. Um, especially because those places like they're, those three places are or Tokyo even because they're all like sort of travel debt they're all travel hubs mm-hmm. so it'd be easy to get to other places from there I do like that in your list of cities you mentioned both Paris and Tokyo um, that's a 
<laughs> David and I are happy with that reference. Not, in, not intentional. Didn't even think about it. Took me a moment after you said that. I was like, huh? Oh, uh, uh, yep. 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 If, you know, if you know, you know. Love, love. Maybe Istanbul, like, or hot, like, or, or or Amsterdam, or Oslo. I don't know. Like, I I, I would want to definitely. If I'm doing this, I'm not living in the states. Mm. But if I'm if I'm if I if I have to go somewhere else for four years, I want to go somewhere and like be a different place. I think that makes sense. Um, for me, I've always. Love the city of Chicago. Um, I just really, it's such a big city with so much to do, but also feels like a tight knit community, which feels a lot different than New York. And even what I remember of L, I haven't been to LA in a long time, but what I remember of LA, although um, LA, at least, you know, I have family there and have a lot I could do there. Um, honestly, and this will sound weird, but, and because I'm here, but Richmond was a city that I always wanted to come visit again. And now I'm super happy I'm here because similarly, it feels like it's its own thing and feels like I'm just glad to be here, but I can do a lot. I can go out and get anything I need. I can go see anything I want to do. There's there's sports, there's music, there's breweries, there's bars, there's anything you want here. And uh, so it wouldn't, you know, is it a long, long-term thing? I don't know. We'll see. But um, yeah, Chicago might be on the top of the list. Also, I mean... I'm a sucker for being home near my family and friends, so as long as I have family and friends in, in the D.C. area, I'll always be partial to that. But as far as cities outside the U.S., I haven't gone outside the U.S. yet, but uh, my sister and her wife now live near Toronto. That could be another great city to live in. So, yeah. It's good luck affording it. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, at Toronto least I, is one of the most expensive cities on the continent. Yeah, the only thing I have going for me is that the dollar is much stronger than the Canadian dollar. So uh, that would at least help a little bit. All right, fuck you, buddy. But generally, yeah, it's, uh, it's not going to be easy. Um, she also asks, how did David and Bethany meet? I don't know if we've ever told the story in the podcast before. We met during orientation. Well, well uh, she was an orientation leader and I was a coordinator. And what year would that have been? That would have been... Like either the actual year or your year relative to where you were in school. I think it was 17. No, no, not 2017. Uh, Maybe 2014? No, I think it was probably 2012 or 2013. Okay. And then I think, as I recall, you guys kind of just stayed in touch throughout all that. and Yes. And then, yes. lo and behold, you two have been dating now for uh, seven and a half years. It's a lovely story. Um... And then, do you make money off of underemployed? Oh, Jessica, no. No, no, no. <laughs> no, sweet summer child. No. <laughs> all the cor- Look, all those settlements from the, the awards, the undies at RFK, even though we made people sign waivers, we yeah. still are catching some, some cases. Did you see, by the way, that I, I showed you the link that RFK actually caught on fire? Like a week actually ago. caught on fire. <laughs> I mean, not, not, to, not to kill our gimmick, but it actually caught on fire a week or two ago. Um, not not by our doing. We were out of there cleaning, uh, cleaning, clean as a whistle. Um, I haven't been to DC. I haven't been in the city of DC in weeks. Yeah, and you can't prove otherwise. Um, 
Yeah. My phone metadata will prove otherwise. So yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll explain to the money thing too. Every year we pay, I pay a, a fee to be hosted on Podbean. So that costs like a hundred something dollars a year. Uh, David and I split the cost to uh, Gozi Okoro each for a, a certain amount for the podcast art, which is worth it. Podcast art looks great. I bought shirts for a handful of people, including the person who asked this question with our logo on it. So overall, we've probably spent hundred, we've spent hundreds of dollars on this podcast and not made a dime. Uh, we're, we don't have ads. Uh, we certainly don't have the listenership to monetize the show. Um, but you know what we do? We, we do it for the love of the game. We do it for the love of the art. Um, we put in our full effort and we, we go for it. We grind it out here. Mm-hmm. Now, as I told David too, if we, got, uh, if we got a deal where we got paid a lot of money, uh, we would take, I would take it in a heartbeat. David has yeah. higher morals when it comes to money. Uh, certain pe- certain places I don't want to take money from. Yeah. I'll say, <laughs> David said he wouldn't take blood money, and, I, and I've been saying that if it's blood money, but I get paid a lot of money for this podcast, you can call me DMX on the flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood cover. Soak me in it. I am a sellout. I'm a whore. Whatever you want to call me. I have no shame in my game. As long as I get the money, I'm happy. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, Jessica, no, we make zero dollars and zero cents from this podcast. And I can't imagine that'll change anytime soon unless uh, you people start telling your friends more about it. So we have, we have one more question and David, who always closes out the Q and A's? You know, it's, I have noticed a pattern. There's a certain, certain, certain skinny guy from the West side. Yeah. Uh, and this one's a dual question. It's from Calvin from Long Beach and Pharrell from Virginia beach. Uh, they ask, who's the man with the dance? That'd be Snoop. That is Q&A number five. Uh, we appreciate you folk for stopping by. We also appreciate you guys for uh, giving us free content to talk about. Uh, David, any parting words of wisdom? Sunblock. Sunblock is good. Yeah. Wear sunscreen. lots of water. Wear sunscreen and drink water. Uh, if you yeah. don't, you're a fool. Chronicles to the Wall Street Journal. They all know the G with the cutlass coupe. Ask Bill Gates. Yeah, I know the homie Snoop. <laughs> yeah, I'm straight loking. Hanging with my folk in. Follow Rock Kim, cause I ain't no joking. Full House, they never had, they were never like stressed over rant or nothing. Never. Be, how much better would it have been if Danny came in like, what the fuck? We got to raise $500. Jesse, Jesse, get out there. You got to sell your bussy. Oh, okay, wow, wow, wow. Okay. Wow. Okay, that's not ABC's Full House. I don't know what channel you're trying to sell that to. <laughs> Showtime. Showtime. <laughs> uh, why is that the lead for our show? <laughs> Oh my God! Justin was getting his back blown out to pay the rent. Jesse with his legs there, like have mercy, <laughs> have mercy. <laughs>